Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Gator Nation, welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast. As always, I'm your boy Hirsch, and with me is Mike. What's going on? And the hype man, Wes. What's good? What's good, Gator Nation? Hey, hey guys. Got a jam-packed episode for you tonight. Lots to talk about. Recruiting, LSU week, pick'ems. Man, we got it loaded down. As always, we want to remind you to go ahead and download each and every episode wherever you get your podcast from. We're there. And if you'd like to check us out on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Respect our decision. Make sure you hit notification bell so you get a notification every time we upload new content, new stuff going up all the time. Um, And as always, guys, if you would like to support us as creators, check us out on Patreon. Respect our decision. Um, we want to just let you know that each and every dollar that we get for this show, we put back into the show. We're not in this for profit. We're in this because we love the Gators and we just want to keep doing what we're doing and bring the best content possible to you. Um, so just go ahead if you would like to support us and check us out on Patreon. Before we jump into it, we want to give one more shout out to our sponsor, Camwood Supplements. Um, make sure you go on over to camwoodsupplements.com. If you want good, clean supplements for your workout, for your post-workout recovery, or just greens for your digestive health, can't recommend them enough. Make sure you use code RESPECT20. Save yourself 20% off your purchase. And as always, guys, with that being said, we're going to jump right into it. Um, Each and every week, first and foremost, we get to our recruiting tidbits. 
And as always, our man Wes is going to come to us and talk to us a little bit about uh, Friday Under the Lights and what our recruits did this week on the gridiron. Wes? Yeah, appreciate it, Hurst. Um, going to highlight a couple guys this week, as we always do. Uh, we're going to do three of our uh, commits, and then we're going to go with one uh, target. And I picked him specifically for a purpose that we'll discuss later on. Uh, but I wanted to go with this guy first this week uh, in Tyree Patterson because he's one of the kind of underrated wide receivers, in my opinion. Uh, the kid had a senior night this week, uh, this Friday. Excuse me, not this week, but this past Friday. Uh, he had nine catches for 141 yards and two, D, two TDs on his senior night. So big shout-out to Tyree Patterson for closing out his senior night. Um, kid has had put up some big numbers uh, this season at, at different times in, in – throughout the season. So a uh, big shout out. I wanted to highlight him uh, this week because, you know, a lot of people look at him as one of the under, uh, as one of the uh, lower rated uh, wide receivers in the class. Uh, this guy is, I mean, he's on here every week and I can't not stop putting him on here. I do it specifically for Mike. Cause that's Mike's boy, but uh, Creed Whitmore again, uh, playing quarterback. Uh, he's going to be wide receiver at UF. Uh, but um, he's just an athlete. I mean, he had a, uh, Two TDs on the ground. Uh, one was, uh, I believe, like a four-yarder. But that, but before the four-yarder, he had a 35-yard scamper uh, from the QP position. Uh, then uh, he also had two in the air as well. One was a 48-yard bomb. So Creed is just doing uh, spectacular things. I know we uh, – uh, to me, he's my guy to, to hopefully uh, run back uh, punts next year. I know that's a sour position for us as far as uh, we want to see more explosion back there and the things I've seen him do on film as far as uh, being just being an athlete, just being a guy making plays in, at the high school level, I can really see him uh, returning punts for us next year, hopefully. Uh, another guy, uh, one of the catalysts for the uh, for the uh, the class as far as doing some recruiting on his own, uh, a very outspoken guy uh, is our running back. And I kind of hope and I think that Treon maybe get a bump. Uh, I know he was hurt last year and this year he's putting it all together. Uh, Treon had 14 carries for 105 yards and two TDs on the night. He didn't play the whole, uh, I think he got a, a late touchdown to put the game away in the fourth quarter, but, uh, Last big shout out to Treon. yeah. So yeah, big shout out to Treon. He's started doing his thing. Uh, and I, not, I hope he gets the bump that he deserved, especially coming off the injury that he had in his junior year. And the guy I want to highlight, we're going to talk about him later. Uh, you guys know I, I'm, I'm very, very excited about the 24 class. To me, uh, I go over that later about why I think the 24 class is, is is the one that I look at as far as for a coach. Um, but DJ Lagway, I mean, the kid had more touchdowns than incompletions, guys. And it's not like he threw the ball 10 times or 16 times like ART last week. Uh, he had 26 out of 29. Five TDs for 300 I mean, a couple of weeks ago, he had another stat line like this, and he also had some yards on the, on the ground. But uh, to me, this is the the key guy for the 24 class. And like I say, we may expand on that later. Um, but shout out to DJ. Uh, he was 89.6 percentage. I mean, I mean that's just outrageous. The kid was phenomenal, had a great night. So shout out to DJ Ladway uh, uh, for, and he's, a, again, a 2024 guy. Guys, want to talk about any guy, anybody you saw there, or anything you want to add to about the four guys that I highlighted for this week? Um, yeah, real quick before uh, Mike says something. Um, Tyree Patterson, like you said at the beginning, um, kid is silently putting together a really, really solid season, 
And um, I know there were rumors he may flip to UCF back around Friday Night Lights. But um, as of now, from all I've heard, I don't see that happening. I think I think Tyree's going to stay in this class. And like you said, I hope he gets a bump because he's putting up huge numbers week in and week out. Um, very under-the-radar kid who has silently had a tremendous senior season. Mike? Yep. Yeah, and well, just to pick back off uh, for Patterson, he has a size that the other other receivers do not, and I'm um, yep. just happy to see my boy uh, Creed just uh, continue to be <laughs> all that he can be. Yeah, yeah, and sadly enough, Creed took a dive in the um two four seven rankings today. He fell to a three star. It's ridiculous. I don't understand um, that. I don't know. He's, I don't know what those guys are watching, but maybe it's because they have him, you know, thought of as a as a receiver, and he's playing quarterback. But the kid is a he's a tremendous athlete. athlete. I don't understand how you make that judgment. But once again, we you know we've talked about the ratings at nauseum and how that works. So, um, yeah, not gonna to see not that. gonna hit that up. Yeah, I was just saying, um, and you got yeah, you've been following. Following the Friday night, you see that he's been putting up numbers every single week. This is not a, a one or two. He's been consistently on uh, my list because he's been just special. Um, I, I do it a lot for Mike, too, because I know Mike likes to keep up with Creed, but the, the guy has just been doing it. I, I didn't have to do it for Mike because he's done it himself. He's earned a spot on the list every week. Um, And one more tidbit about Creed before we move into everything else. Um, I know there's been some smoke the last few days on the uh, – message boards and what have you not that creed might be talking to mississippi state um i wouldn't put a whole lot of um validity to those rumors really um he's going to be at the game this saturday obviously we know his brother plays here already i wouldn't worry too much about that i believe that's just message board fodder as always But with that being said, that's all we really have for you for the uh, Under the Lights this week. But we're going to jump into a lot of recruiting news, guys. It is a huge weekend. We've been harping on it for a while now um, that the LSU week was going to be a tremendous recruiting week. And um, it looks like it's going to pop off starting tomorrow. As as of this time tomorrow night, we might have uh, two new um, commitments on our on our board and. It's going to start tomorrow at about 3.15. Bryce Thornton, safety out of uh, Georgia, is going to commit. He's choosing between us and Alabama, and it ain't Alabama, guys. Um, Just go ahead and say that right now. Um, If you want to follow the quote-unquote tea leaves, if you will, about that, he's scheduled to take an official visit to Florida Saturday. Um, Usually don't commit to the team and then take an official visit somewhere else. So I'll let you go ahead and – do what you will with that. And then later tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, the long-awaited commitment of Dejon Johnson is finally going to go down. Mustard, as the Twitter you know, universe likes to call him, um, finally happening. And I don't really want to spoil that one either, but the kid's taking a visit to Florida Saturday night. <laughs> so once again, kind of. He's not going to Coral Gables? Doesn't, doesn't look like it. Um, they're still waiting on that visit, I believe. Yeah. They're still waiting for him to show up. Can't believe it. Shocking. So, um, so tomorrow, look for it tomorrow, three fifteen and seven o'clock. Uh, 
could be a could be another great day for the Gators to kick off the recruiting weekend. Um, I've said it before, and I've said it over and over. Billy's got a plan for all this kind of stuff, and this is just like what he like he did with Friday Night Lights, having Aiden Mazel commit right before the weekend started. You start the momentum and let it roll through the weekend, and and you know you got two fresh commits come rolling into town just to hype up everybody. The guy's got a plan. Um, but I want to take a step back to a visit that took place last weekend before we talk about this weekend. And that's our boy, uh, defensive tackle, Caden McDonald. Uh, if you've listened to this show for any amount of time whatsoever, you will know that all three of us are tremendous fans of Caden McDonald. I believe it goes without saying. I know Mike is a huge fan of Caden. I already McDonald. called dibs. Yeah. My, that's Mike has the, uh, that train left the station. Mike is the conductor yeah, on that on. train. Yes. Um, word on the street, Caden had a tremendous visit, was very much engaged in the entire game, was turning around to try to hype up the fans in big play situations, just had a great time. Uh, another tidbit, Mama loves UF. Um, now, before you get hyped up, yes, I know Mama liking us don't always pay out. Um, Mr. Perkins, we say hello. Um, but <clears throat> another even more important tidbit is word on the street is that Clemson is not as big a player in this as we had originally thought. They've already got three committed interior linemen, defensive linemen, and they're kind of slow playing this one. Uh, so that bodes well for us. I mean, it just it does. Uh, being out of Georgia, I know that Ohio State is considered a dark horse. He visited there the week before he came and visited us. But Mama loves us, close to home, tremendous need. All the signs are looking real good, guys, and he's committing on Halloween. So hopefully that's a treat, not a trick. Um because God knows we we need that kid, and we've we've gone on at nauseum about how we need that true nose tackle. And um, if we get McDonald, Mike might Mike might not talk about the defensive line for the rest of the year. No need to; oh, it's complete. Oh wait. That being said, um, as of now, oh, I'm going to break Wes's heart. Keon Keeley is not visiting for LSU. Um. I'll say it now. I'm just going to put it out there. Y'all call me negative. Call me whatever you want. I'm just trying to be straight with everyone. If Keeley doesn't make this visit, it's probably done for. Um, it's probably going to come down to Bama and Ohio State. I believe it's already there. He visited Alabama last weekend. If we can't get him to come for this big weekend, I'm not saying that he wouldn't come for another weekend, but this was the weekend. So, um. I've heard rumors that maybe he's got somebody handling him that UF doesn't like doing business with, but at the same time, sometimes if you want to get these big five-star recruits, you might have to deal with a couple of people you don't want to deal with. comes with the territory, and I've said it before. Other big teams deal with handlers. Uh, you got to make your choice on that one, on, on you know, 
So I hate to be the bearer of bad news on that front, but that's about the only real bad news we have. Um, there are conflicting reports on if Roderick Kearney, the offensive tackle committed to Florida State, is going to visit us or Florida State this weekend. Florida State guys are saying he's coming there for an official. Some Florida guys are saying they think he's coming here. It may be a case of he just shows up at the school and that's when everybody knows for sure where he's going. Um, if he comes here, it's good news. If he goes to Florida State, I'd have to say that doesn't look nearly as promising as we once thought, but we'll just wait and see. So, guys, this visit list is stacked for this weekend. I mean stacked. This is one of the most stacked visitor lists we've had in a long, long time at the University of Florida for a game. Starts off with the official visitors. We talked about it last week. Five-star James Smith, defensive tackle out of Alabama, and his teammate, five-star defensive end, Kua Resaw, both coming in for official visits. Uh, I'd always have to say two high-star kids from Bama are, are Bama-bound, but they have genuine interest. So you get them on campus, get them hyped up, see where it goes. Gator commit Marcus Stokes, quarterback commit, will be taking his official visit to Florida. I know a lot of people are like, well, why is he taking an official visit? Well, you got to remember that Stokes was committed to Penn State and hasn't made as he hadn't made as many visits to Florida as some other kids have. So and then as I mentioned earlier, safety Bryce Thornton, who's committing tomorrow at 315, will be taking his official visit to Florida. So you can go ahead and put the pieces of that together all you will. Unofficial visitors, Deshaun Johnson, like I mentioned before, coming on in for a visit. This will be his third or fourth visit since the season started. Uh, here's a surprise, though, that just popped up later this the early, uh, mm, earlier this week. Defensive tackle Xavier McLeod out of South Carolina that's committed to South Carolina up in Wes's neck of the woods. Uh, defensive tackle. Very surprised given that he was probably not a take for us earlier that he's being that they're bringing him in for a visit. But I'd have to imagine at this point, that's just kind of a backup plan. If somebody like McDonald or John Walker, we weren't able to flip him, I believe. Um, I know Wes, you've heard there's several concerns with that young man. Yeah. Um, And if, I remember correctly, he also had grade concerns, why, which might mean why this isn't an official visit. I don't know if that's still a policy they uphold or not, but I know that you had to have qualifying grades to even take an official visit. Um, so I wouldn't read too, too much into that. I think that's just keeping your options open just in case. Um, another visitor that kind of just popped up earlier this week is a graduate transfer out of Georgia Tech, a linebacker, Demetrius Knight. Um, I think that's some due diligence, too. I've also kind of heard that there's nothing really, really to that right now. And that might be a if we didn't land someone else, bring him in as a as a body. Um, you just kind of have to wait and see how it goes there. And pretty much every kid we got committed for the most part is coming into town, except Jakeem Jackson, who will be taking an official visit to Kentucky this weekend. Now, before you freak out. This has been planned for quite a while. His brother goes to school there. He's going up there. Visit his brother. Kentucky's paying for it. Don't get too upset about Jakeem Jackson going 
up there for a visit. He was tweeting out tons of pro UF stuff yesterday, including talking to John Johnson on Twitter. So I, I think we're safe. Corey Raymond likes this kid a lot. He loves actually him. loves him. Loves him. And he took a jump on the 24-7 rankings today. He went up to like 146 in the country. So On 3-2. He jumped down yeah. on 3-2. He's steadily moving up the rankings, and I believe people are starting to realize that this kid is a true shutdown corner. Um, You know, for a while, Jakeem Jackson was kind of like, oh, that's the – yeah. <laughs> the, the other corner we took, like, oh, who is that guy? You know, but he might end up being the second best defensive back in this class when all said and done. Corey um, Raymond. Corey Raymond got a kind of got an eye for these things, huh? Um <laughs> still up in the air as of the time we record this broadcast. Uh John Walker committed to UCF defensive tackle. He's made several visits already this season. Um Jordan Hall, defensive tackle. Uh, he's a maybe, but I don't think he's coming, guys. I think he's pretty much locked in with UGA right now, uh, just calling it what it is on that. Um, I wouldn't get my hopes up too big on that, but I, it looks like we're in a good sh- shape on the defensive tackle board for the guys You know, we need to close out this defensive line class. And finally, Cormani McLean is – is a likely, I would guess I would say. Guys, I if I had to put money on it, I would bet Cormani McLean shows up Saturday night. Um, <clears throat> we'll see what happens, but I would I would almost guarantee you he's going to be there. Uh, 2024, though, is, man, whew, there are a lot of 2024 kids coming in. I know Wes is excited. Um, kicking it off with the number one and number two wide receivers in the country for the 2024 class. Uh, Josiah Trader and Jeremiah Smith, teammates down there from South Florida. Uh, both right now, if you asked anybody in the business, would probably say those are both Ohio State leans. You know, our nemesis Brian Hartline out there <sighs> taking all the talent from Florida. Um, but, man, you get those kids on, on – they're not going anywhere else in the state. They're not going to watch, you know, Florida State <laughs> Clemson. Um, you get them on campus, man. Like I said, you let let Mike's boy Kerry Colbert sprinkle some pixie dust out there and and uh, see what happens. Uh, some other names. Um, <laughs> Kylie West brought him up a second ago. DJ Lagway will be back on campus for this week uh guys i can't remember a kid from this far away you know from texas making this many visits in a single year and we're not even into his (laughs) his main recruiting year yet where we can officially visit i just (laughs) you have that's what yeah yeah that's what i was gonna hop on like go ahead yeah yeah i was just saying like for it to be his junior year, he's visited us a lot. And I know quarterbacks tend to uh, commit early because they're usually the leaders of the class. So usually you want to get your QB commit uh, in early and, and get him committed early so you can start recruiting the rest of the class. So uh, it, it bodes well for us that he continues to come on out. But uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to add that. No, in, you're that good. You're good. I, I wanted start. you to chime in. I knew you wanted to talk about him. Um, yeah. Guys, I mean, that just good Lord. I mean. 
a kid coming this many times. I, I this is all I will say. I'm not gonna say anything. It, it's all positive to me, but you got to land this kid. You can't keep having this kid come on the campus and not get him. I mean, if you don't, the optics. I don't usually play the optics game. I think sometimes that's a very overblown, but it is very clear the staff has put everything into this kid. So, and it's paying off so far. I mean, he's making the visits. He could, you know, he could not be making the visits. So, got to land him. Um, top 100 running back, Stacy Gage coming in. Um, I truly feel like they're looking at Stacy Gage as probably being running back one in this class to go with Chauncey Bowens, who's already committed. Um, I know a lot of people want Jarrett Gibson. I just, I don't know how that's going to work, former commit. But I know that this is about the third time this season so far that Stacy Gage has made it to the swamp. Um, big time recruit though, top top twenty edge rusher, um, Eli Rushing, out of Arizona. Huge, huge, huge commit for the two thousand twenty four class. Um, son of uh, former Gator George Rushing. Um, I know that that. Elijah has said he's kind of going to make his own decision that just because his dad played at Florida, you know, he's going to be his own man about this, but you got to feel good about this one. Um, Really need to go ahead and try to get that one locked in. I know that uh, linebacker Darius Hayes is supposed to be there again, top 50 linebacker. I could see that one possibly ending sooner than later. I know that, uh, that Graham is all over him trying to get him in the class with him. Top 100 safety, Jalen Hayward's going to be there. Top, uh, no, a four-star defensive tackle, uh, Eddie Pierre-Louis, who's the cousin of uh, Garage, is going to be there. Just, you know, uh, four-star linebacker, uh, Chris Jones. Uh, Just 2,024 kids are loading into this. Um, And then as far as, we even got a few 2,025 kids. You're going to have a number one receiver in the 2,025 class. Caleb Cunningham going to be there. And um, Vernell Brown the uh, 2025 athlete is going to be in the house as well. Uh, you know, Gator legacy as well. Uh, this this is just an absolute – there's a lot more than this, guys. I just highlighted on the, the best of the best that are going to be there. I, it's going to be quite the environment this weekend, guys. I mean, what, what, do, y'all, what do y'all have to add? I'm glad I got. Um, I'm glad it was, uh, it was good strategy. Like uh, Fire Friday Night Lights that we've uh, spoken about previously, um, that it was um, delayed for this game, and you know, you get that. You know, we're gonna have a couple. We should have a couple uh, pleasant surprises tomorrow. Ride that. You know, ride that wave into the weekend. Um, hopefully, get those pleasant surprises. Uh, Build that momentum, and you know, once again, you never know what happens. Sparks could, could start flowing, a couple surprise visitors, and uh, really build up that class. You know, um, we should be jumping some some guys um, even more higher into the top ten. And uh, you know, once again, you get somebody like Cormani on campus as well. Just uh, just once again, just ride the momentum. Um, you can truly tell, and it's what I like about Billy. He has a plan. I think he keeps saying that Hirsch. He like with this recruiting, he has a plan. Uh, and um 
even you know we have maybe we lose here you know lose there um but the main thing is we've shown that we are a competent football team we have improved and that's all that really matters at the end of the day you don't need to win a national championship contend for division, divisional titles honestly it's irrelevant just show that you know don't be willie taggart and you will get kids so um i'm i'm, I'm very excited for this week this weekend Wes, anything you want to add? I mean, man, you got this. Got to be a dream for you. All these twenty-four kids. Yeah, he almost had a stroke. Um, the 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 reason why I feel like the twenty-four class is the most important to me. This is not anybody else's thinking, but mine. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but the reason why I said that is because it's Billy's and the staff. We 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 hopped on this early when we were, uh, first started before even the season started. We were really on recruiting when we had Friday Night Lights, etc. It's the staff have over a year, first of all, to recruit these kids. Uh, I know people like the bump class, the initial class. And to me, that class uh, will be his infrastructure if he – and I don't, that's why I don't like when coaches get fired and people think the, the year three is the big year. Because year three, you still have the other guys, uh, guys as your juniors and seniors. You don't have your guys yet. So to me, the 24 class will be Bill, Billy's really first year in my opinion. This is my theory. Nobody else's. His first year with over a year to recruit certain players. And that to me, that's his, that will be his class that will get him to where he needs to go. And to me, it starts with the most important guy in that class, which is DJ. You get DJ committed, I believe, I don't know if it's changed yet, but if you get him to commit, which he said he was going to commit, we're right when the season is open. High school football should be over around Thanksgiving, depending on the playoff run. He said that or early spring. Okay. So hopefully he does it end of his high school year going into his senior year uh spring is a long way away i want him to get him down and then to me that'll give everybody else who we need to get as far as that 24 class it'll be a big significant commit and it'll start billy's running it'll buy him the time that the fans want uh whether the fans may be impatient for it. let me say it that way if they know okay he has the top quarterback in the 24 class okay we're gonna chill we're gonna relax and then he gets eli uh elijah Russell. Uh, another linebacker to go with uh, Graham and uh, Stacey Gage running back or one of the receivers. Then you, you start to see that and you're like, okay, okay, let's give him some time. Even next year, that buys you time for next year during the season. So uh, that's why I feel like the 24 class is important. And don't forget, he's not just playing with the other guys' players. He's playing with the <laughs> other other guys' players. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got a combination of Mac and Mullen players on his team, which is just – yeah disgusting yeah. <laughs> i mean that's why that's why i don't like the year three thing because year three those guys are I'm still just saying, there how many <laughs> how many coaches take over a program and have the other <laughs> other guys players to play still like that doesn't happen very much nah. so guys huge recruiting weekend um you know as we always do we do a raw reaction at the end of the weekend if, if it's a huge weekend it may be a raw reaction to, to recruiting and to uh football game. So um we'll see how it goes, how it plays out. Regardless, Billy Napier has a strategy, uh one that we have not seen in a long time here as far as how to recruit and it's paying off. Can't wait to see what happens after this weekend and what what kind of structure he has going forward from there after you know the big official visit weekend but um exciting to have all these kids on campus once again uh feels like old times but with that you know being said guys 
We're going to move on from recruiting because it's LSU week, man. It's rivalry week. So whether you like to call it a rivalry or you don't, they're a rival. And there's no <laughs> doubt about it. So with that being said, we're going to kick it to Mike, and he's going to give us a breakdown like he does every week. Mike? Yeah, thanks, Hirsch. Yeah, um, just to start out uh, with the head coach, uh, Brian Kelly's in, um, entering his first season as the head coach there. In the offseason, he actually he signed a 10-year, $95 million uh, contract coming from Notre Dame, as I'm sure you guys all know. And he was the ex, the uh, winningest coach in Notre Dame history. He actually took them to two playoff appearances and a BCS title game. Obviously, uh, it's Notre Dame, so they didn't win anything. But he um, he did produce uh, a winner a winner there, for better or worse. Um, overall, this year LSU is uh, four and two overall, two and one in the conference, and they did lose to a Mike Norvell led team. Um, keep in mind, uh, a certain running backs coach is undefeated against a Mike Norvell led team. So just a friendly reminder on that. Rest in peace, uh, Sir Gregory Knox. All right. No, the rivalry, I consider it one. However, in terms of wins and losses, it's um, they have they um the past decade they've had our numbers. So in the past ten games, LSU leads the series seven three. There has been some drama, which really um makes it, in my opinion, a true rivalry, um, especially like off the field. So back in, with Hurricane Matthews, I called the battle of the EDs. It was over logistics with Hurricane Matthew. Uh, this ended in a uh, epic goal line st- uh, stand handing Gators of 16-10 victory at a uh, Tiger Stadium, which actually put gave us the division and put us in the SEC title game. Um, the first time I won't back down was played. Uh, was, I was actually at the game. Um, they're banned because probably because they're horrible human, uh, corn dog human beings. Played over, uh, um, played over song. So I mean, I, I don't, I still don't know why they did it, but it, it occurred unfortunately. So, and also this Saturday, um, uh, it's actually the Tom Petty and uh, the inaugural Tom Petty Day at the University of Florida. Something I'm truly looking forward to. So, and some one thing, the only thing that is certain in this game is uncertainty. I think we, we can all say that and no matter how good or no, no matter how bad a team is, like it's got to be a close game. That's still like a game you just never bet on. It's just too dangerous. So, all right. Some impact players for them. They, they, as always, no matter how good or bad, they have talent. Uh, probably their best, um, arguably the best player there is going to be BJ uh, Ojolari. He's a defensive end, 20 total tackles on a season, three and a half sacks and one forced fumble. He's the brother of former UGA pass rusher, uh, Aziz Ojolari, uh, who was a second-round pick for the New York Giants. He um, So far this season, he's earned SEC Defensive Lineman of the Week twice. Um, also, safety, Jay Ward, 25 total tackles, one fumble recovery, a pick, and uh, three passes defended. Um, their best uh, receiver statistically is wide receiver uh, Malik Neighbors, 28 receptions, 370 yards, touchdown but for a 13.2-yard average. Their best receiver talent-wise uh, hasn't had the best season so far, but I, I put that more on the, the quarterback play. Wide receiver uh, Kayshawn Boutte, 17 receptions, 130 yards, a touchdown, 7.6-yard uh, per um, uh, average on that. And he's a first-round talent, so um, you go to mini mock drafts, you'll find his name there. 
Now for the season, they once again they started out. They uh, it was a quote unquote neutral site game. It was in New Orleans. Um, they lo- they lost that game. Sure, a lot of you guys saw that in uh, epic fashion on the blocked extra point, twenty three to twenty four. Week two they had Southern U win sixty five seventeen. Week three Mississippi State they won that game thirty one to sixteen. Week four New Mexico they won that game thirty eight nothing. Uh, week five at Auburn, one twenty-one to seventeen. Once again, to Brian Harson led team. So I mean, arguably the worst coach in Power <laughs> Five, and um, him and Will Levis, you know, have living on an island together. And week six, last week, um, where I got killed on the Pickums, but uh, they played had a huge matchup against Tennessee at home. They got slaughtered. Uh, they lost that game uh, forty to. to 13. And a random note, uh, it's actually pretty interesting. They haven't scored a touchdown in the first quarter all year, and they haven't let it halftime. So obviously you want to start quick, quick on them. Now, for the strengths of the team, you want to t- take that over, Hirsch? You got it? Yeah, Mike, I sure do. Um, strengths of the team for LSU, great defensive line. They're going to get some pressure. Um, offensive line is going to have to be on their game uh, Saturday night. Uh, as Mike touched on also, uh, Boutte is there. He leads a pretty strong wide receiver core for them. Um, so a lot of the mistakes we had in the last game as far as coverage and whatnot, we're really going to have to make sure we're, we're short up this week because they're, they're going to, they're going to challenge us. And then their, their safeties are very good. I mean, they're going to have, um, very good safety play. So, AR's got to be careful with that ball throwing over the middle and some of those, you know, routes he tried to force in there last week, he may not be able to do this week. They'll get jumped. So, you know, you gotta gotta work on staring off the safeties, get them off the play. Um, but they also have their share of weaknesses. Uh offensive line, pretty weak. Our defensive line should have have a decent day if they play as strongly as they have the last few weeks. Um and not the usual cornerback group you would expect at LSU. Um, you know, corners usually, obviously, we know Corey Raymond is here now and what he's brought to them in the past and all the the DBU debates. But this is definitely one of their weaker groups, which is uh, probably why he was ready to come on down to Florida. <laughs> didn't didn't help. They lost their best, though. They lost. Yes, they did Bama. lose their best to Bama. Now he wishes he was not at Bama. But um, <laughs> you know. It's not always greener on the other side, especially when uh when Nicholas is there. So so, and I would also add their 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 quarterback is is fairly still raw. Um, he's good with his legs, but he still needs to be tested on his arm. Uh, and I would also add this as a weakness too. They've played one game out of the state of Louisiana, and they struggled mightily in it. Heavy home schedule. That's heavy. I, I noticed that, like when I was like, "Had they?" Yeah, literally, what you said. I'm like, "This is the one game games. they played away from home was at Auburn, which they were in a dogfight with." And Auburn is terrible. Um, seven o'clock game in the swamp mm, could be uh could be funky. So, with that being said, guys, we're gonna move on down from LSU, and we're gonna talk about the Gators for a second. Uh, right before we came on the air tonight, the debt chart got released, and there's a few things that bear talking about. Um, 
we got some injuries on there that we need to discuss first and foremost. One being Osiris Torrance um, is questionable on the depth chart with what is listed as a lower leg injury. Um, I don't know what that exactly entails, but he's also listed as the starter on the um, depth chart. So we're just going to have to wait and see. I guess that's going to be a um, – uh, get, go give him a warm up on Saturday and see how it responds, and then go from there. Um, Devin Moore is out as well as he was last week, listed with an upper body injury. I don't know what it is. Um, so we're just gonna have to, I guess, maybe he'll say something here at some point about what's going on with Devin, but we're gonna miss him, that's for sure. Um, and as far as the depth chart goes, Jack Miller is back on the depth chart. Um, so I guess in case that uh, if if there was a um, need, our boy Kitna has stepped back to third. <laughs> I know Mike is uh, feeling the pain on that one. And no, also, he, he made some believers. I'll leave it at that. He made a believer. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, and, uh, Tarquin is back on the debt chart as well, but it's listed as a, or with, uh, Austin Barber. So I, that might be one of those where they get out there and just see how his body responds. Um, and if he's ready to go back from that leg injury, he was dealing with, uh, guys, any, any thoughts on the debt chart on, on the debt chart and the injuries? I, well, I mean, I, I like the fact that we have, um, well, I mean, obviously I have, uh, I love, you know, huge stand of Austin Barber, but I, I, in the day, Tarkin was starting for a reason. And I like the fact that we have an option now. So uh, anytime you have an option for a better player, um, even if um, Austin needs more time, he needs more time. If he doesn't, you know, and he, and he does, he roll a bum, you're not supposed to lose your spot, you know, while, while you're injured. But if he does, he does. So um, I like that fact that he's back, and we did, you know, Jack Miller, and we actually have a uh, probably quarterback that, you know, worst case scenario, hopefully this never occurs, that you know, to you know, like a Kentucky type game or Missouri type game, you know, I want to say Missouri, he was better in that, but like Kentucky type game occurs that he uh, we have an, uh, a legitimate option at least in the coaches' mind where they're comfortable and where you know to get the job done for the win. Wes, what do you, what do you Wes, think? Wes, anything you want to add? Yeah. Um, you guys highlighted uh, eloquently about their D-line. I, I don't I want people to understand, even though LSU has not looked good, um, it could be the same thing that we're saying with a first-year coach and some guys there that may not fit what he's trying to do. Uh, Mike has highlighted that uh, even though uh, <laughs> we don't really care for him too much, he is a pretty good coach. So they still have athletes down in uh, at LSU, and you guys talked about their D-line. And with Torrance not being healthy, that may hurt us, especially with their best uh, – their best player, Mike said, is in fact an interior lineman. So uh, is he interior or is he defensive end, Mike? I want to make sure I don't say the wrong thing. Is he interior uh, a D-end? He's a defensive end. 
Say it one more time. I mean, is it defensive end? Oh, defensive end. Okay. So, um, but still, that D line is is pretty good. You highlight the, the unit as a whole. Uh, so, hopefully, Torrance is able to play. Um, good, like you said, to see uh, Barber uh, fill in for Mark Michael Torquan. But in case of an injury goes down, if something happens and take Torquan or Barber is not able to go, it's good to have more healthy offensive linemen, especially when the strength of the other team is their D line. So, um, that's the only thing I want to highlight and point out that they still have dudes over there at LSU just because they're four and two. Uh, they're in their fourth year, but they still have guys who know how to play football. And I think there's just kind of been similar eyes. I think you guys pointed they hadn't left Louisiana, but once is is <laughs> we've only left Florida once to go play Tennessee, I believe. So it's kind of crazy that we both have kind of had the same type of schedule early on. Yeah, but. We got to worry. They only they got to worry about it. So, ha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just thought about. It. I was like, God, yeah. They have a kind of similar thing to us too. So, <laughs> yeah. So, guys, um, as all we always do, as well as we started doing last week, I guess I shouldn't say we always do. We're gonna get to what we like to call, as I said last week, our pick six, where we go over three things that the uh, Gators need to do to beat LSU, and then three things we need to avoid versus LSU and we're going to start off you know with uh what we need to do to beat LSU um Wes you want to start that off yeah no problem um I don't want to say it's simple I know people were me myself included were disappointed with AR not throwing for even 100 yards Mike brought it up in the other podcast and we have to run more plays um 40 some plays is not enough we getting time possession is is not in our favor right now. The week before, uh, they did the same thing against uh, uh, who did we play the week before? Was it LSU? Was it not not LSU? Excuse me, tennis. Uh, Eastern Washington. Um, they had more time possession. Like I don't know why I say LSU. My bad. Eastern Washington had more time. They ran more plays. Even though we had big splash, splash plays, we got to control the ball more, which means converting on third down. Um, our third down offense has been like awful. And that's the way you stay on the field, to, to get more possessions, to run more plays. Uh, and I know in the second half, we kind of ran the ball more, so AR wasn't throwing the ball. So the 50 yards or so that he threw for, compounded by the lack of plays, we want to run 40-something plays. There's not enough plays for me to, to – got to be at least 60, 70 plays. You would love to be in the 90s and tired of the other team. I like – we've been getting uh, – has been getting done to us the last couple of weeks, uh, even by, like I said, Eastern Washington. So uh, stay on the field. Offense has to stay on the field. You got to find something in third down to convert uh, and getting maybe more third and manageables. Uh, we, we have proven uh, not to be a third and eight, third and 12 team. Where we can convert through the pass game. So let's see more third and manageables, third and fives, third and fours, uh, third and mediums. Let me say not manageable, third and mediums. It doesn't always have to be third and shorts, even though that's preferred. Uh, let, let's do it that way. Or, if ETN and, and Johnson is getting uh, not letting it get a third down, I would love that too. But I want to see some sustained drives, not just uh, 80-yard, 60-yard bomb or run. Let's get some sustained drives and, and give the defense time to rest up on the other side because they've been playing a lot of plays the last two weeks. So that's my thing. Mike, what's your uh, need to do to beat LSU? Um, The biggest one is uh... – we need an average football game from Anthony Richardson. Like he doesn't have to be 
all world like you know like he was at Tennessee. You know he, but if if he if he plays like he did at Kentucky or Missouri, we will lose this football game. That's the bottom line. That's I'm not. That's not me being negative. They're not a bad. They're. Um, LSU has been playing better throughout the season. Not, they have talent, and they will beat us if we play like that. If we play Missouri is a bad football team. Should have been a blowout. So a lot of people need to realize that they could have came down. They could have won that game, come come uh, come down and score, and, um, and gone for two and beat us. And a lot of people need to sit back and realize that should have been a blowout in the second quarter. So if and it's because you know. Once again, we're not getting the job done through the air. So if we don't – if you just pass the ball 150 yards, 200 yards, okay, that's fine, 100, 100 whatever. But you got to – between protecting the ball, not turning the ball over, just get an average football game. That's literally it. You don't have to be all world, but you, you need to make like easy, those easy passes, those little swing balls. You got to make the easy passes, not just – the, the the you know ones that put you on ESPN, so that's the biggest one. And um, also, start fast. I was saying before they start extremely slow, so that needs to be um, you know you need to once again. I um, Missouri does as well, but we didn't capitalize on that. So you need to put them away early and get in a position where you can you know get them out of their comfort zone because their quarterback can't throw the ball. He's a one read go type of guy. So. Yep. Um, y'all are both 100% correct. Uh, mine is we need to get pressure. We need to get pressure. Um, LSU's offensive line, as we mentioned, is not good. They're 122nd in the country in sacks allowed. Um, we got to get pressure, man. We've got the guys to do it. They've shown they have the talent. I want to see Brenton Cox in the backfield. I want to see Gervon Dexter in the backfield. I want to see him make some plays. Um, want to see Wes's boy Chris McClellan chasing some guys around. Um, Princely had a huge game last week. I would like to see it again. He's he's starting again this week. Uh, any of these guys, maybe show some blitzes, get these guys confused. Make make uh, Daniels earn it, man. Don't just give it to him. Um, and we'll uh we'll kill it. So with that, we need to move on to three things we need to avoid. And that being said, we're going to start off with Mike this time on the things we need to avoid. Mike? Um, go, it kind of goes to what I was saying um, with Jaden Daniels. He's one, you know, one read, 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 go, pretty much a guy for the most part. He's a decent quarterback, not the far from the best, um, but he has some song. He's very he's an athletic quarterback. He's their leading rusher. Yeah, exactly. So very, <laughs> very selfish. <laughs> but um, end of the day, though, our weakness for eons has been, and we've sp- spoken about this on the podcast, scrambling quarterbacks. What is he? A scrambling quarterback. What did we give up? Chunk plays. So what, we have to avoid chunk plays. Third and twenty-two. Give up like. I don't, I don't know if you have to do a QB spy a more zone. What are, you know, don't rush upfield. Um, keep your lanes, um, what, whatever, you know, certain stunts, you know, rush up the middle. There's, there's a lot. Tony's a lot smarter than me. All right. I'm just spitballing here, but end of the day, don't let him beat you on th- your 
on, on third and long, for example. That's the bottom line. Get him uncomfortable. One thing I can pass. add is, is if you have him, wrap him up. Yeah. Baby steps. Baby steps. Yeah. All your suggestions are right, Mike. You got to walk before you can run. What was that, Wes? Sorry. I was saying all your suggestions are right. Whether you got to do stunts, whether you get Bernie to spy or Shamar James, uh, who may be a, a faster than uh, Ventrell, uh, to spy him. Uh, like you say, stunts or play discipline, uh, not hero ball on the ends to, to continue. Yeah, no, no that, that's huge. You're absolutely yeah. correct so, on yeah, that. Yeah. Think about the Tennessee game, guys, and how many times we had Hooker in the grasp. Yeah. Just had him in the grasp, not not him just deciding to run on us. We had him. We had hands on him. Yeah. That we can't finish line. the play, man. People got to break yeah. down and finish the play. Yeah, and as, and as a D lineman, you're, you're taught not to run past, past you know, a certain point. Oh, I know. And, <laughs> yeah. and we do it every time. Yeah. <laughs> Open flames. I, I, I love Brenton Cox's ability, but he's got to play smart in this game. Got to play yeah. smart. If you've got that head on steam – You've got to have some predictability. You, you know, you got to predict the future a little bit and and know where the guy's going to cut on you. Um, take the take take the angles away from him. All right, Wes, what you think we need to avoid this game? Bus coverage. Bus. We win it on first and second down. Third and long seems like third and Grantham, and and guys are finding their way <laughs> open on those third and longs, and I it's driving me crazy. It's driving me insane. Uh, we we get we got some third and longs against uh, Mizzou last weekend, especially in that fourth quarter. It was like like driving a screwdriver through my head, man. It was it was just it was painful to watch. I I, I didn't want to see it. So hopefully we can avoid those coverage busts. I don't. I'm not naming names to say who it, as a unit they have to communicate well and understand assignment football. Same thing as D line. We just talked about the D line uh, playing their assignments and playing discipline. Our entire secondary, not just one guy, uh, the entire secondary has to play as a unit. Uh, football is a team sport. 11 guys all have to be on the same page. D-line, and the linebacker's doing what they're supposed to do, and then the back end's not doing it. And the same thing, if the, if the back end's doing their part, then the, the linebackers have to be where they need to be when we play in zone coverage. Uh, they have to sink when they need to sink. They have to be in the flats when they need to be in the flats. Everybody has to be on one accord, and that makes a great defense when everybody's supposed to be at uh, Napier spoke about this. Uh, I think he's called a, a phase four guy. I remember he spoke about this before even season start. That's when you know what you're supposed to do. You know what the guy next to you is supposed to be doing. You know what the offensive guy and vice versa. So I need to see more phase four or even phase three guys when you know what the guy next to you is supposed to be doing. So I want to see our, our defense play more assignment football and no more coverage bust when we've won on first and second down. Me and Mike kind of uh, highlighted this uh a couple weeks ago when we said the best third down defense is first and second down defense. Because if you went on first and second down, which we did last week, you put yourself in an advantageous situation to win third down. This time we have to finish. You put yourself in a position, you got to finish it. So that's all I have to say. No more bust. No more bust. All right. Well, mine uh, kind of goes back to, to what we were talking about, about AR and uh, LSU having good safeties. Um, and goes back to what Mike said a minute ago about AR as well. Uh, AR doesn't need to be a hero and force the ball into coverages. Um, LSU is 29th in passing defense in the country, and they're 28th in takeaways. Um, 
if you force the ball into coverage, they're going to make you pay for it. Um, you just you've got to play smart. If the play isn't there, either either run or throw it away. I mean, or or find a check down. I mean, you've you've got options, but don't just try to force the ball into in coverage for the sake of well, that's just that's my read and that's where I'm going with it. Um, because they're going to make us pay, and we're going and you're not going to get away time after time. I mean, he had one force last weekend. The ball didn't get intercepted, and in the next time it did, pretty much on the same play. He can't have those kinds of plays this game. Mike, you had something you wanted to add, real quick? Yeah, and if I miss, if I didn't hear this correctly, I do apologize. Um, it's, it's at, if, like they're even better on defense in terms of their, their passing. Um. So they definitely make up for their corner play with their safeties and, you know, linebackers as well um, in, in pressure. So their total defense and scoring, like you said, was 29th, passing defense 28th, takeaways 14th. Even better wow. than that. And then, yeah, 14th. Yep. And then the opponent red zone percentage. Thanks for Mike for those stats. I read it wrong on the on, on my little sheet yeah, here. No, not, not a problem. So I thought I caught that. I just wanted to make sure, like, like you said, they're – you got to protect the ball. So I just wanted to chime in there. Absolutely. So, like I was saying, I just I want to see AR play play good in his headspace. Not not if a play doesn't go your way, erase it from your mind. Move on to the next play. Don't don't feel like the whole game is just not going your way because one play didn't go your way. Uh, I know we say it every week, guys. We've watched the breakdowns. Plays are there. You just got to make checkdowns, man. You've, you've got to to understand, and you got to have a little faith. Um, you got to have a little faith in your offensive line. He looked a little jittery behind clean pocket a few times last week, stepping up and and having happy feet instead of setting his feet when the pocket wasn't breaking down around him. He's got to just. He's got to have some trust. Now, I mean, that goes back to hopefully Osiris plays because I know that's got to be a huge safety valve. But um, Richie Richie Leonard ain't, ain't bad news either if he plays. I don't I don't think we're gonna miss too much of a beat there. Um, even though Osiris is the best offensive lineman we've had here in a very long time. All right, guys, this is the point in the program where we like to choose our impact player of the week. Who we? We never seem to almost ever get these right. I think Mike got one right once upon a time. Montreal Johnson, like week two, or <laughs> I'll just take the dub. We don't need to we'll just, just say Mike was right and leave it at that. All right, Wes, who's it gonna be? I'm gonna go with the LSU boy, or the LSU boy, the Louisiana boy, Trevor. Jesus right. Christ, uh, <laughs> the LSU boy. At this, we want to say the whole team. Louisiana. Nah, the the Louisiana boy. At least boy. he's not nah, picking a coach this week. Thank, yes. yeah, not, thank, not a coach. I'm going to go with Trevor. Can, can we ban him from that, by the way? <laughs> a little I mean, impact coach, player. They, they, they didn't prove themselves, man. Yeah, Katie but uh, Turner. Trevor. <laughs> That's the one. Really? coach is Katie Turner. <laughs> hey, she got to I should pick her for this week. She got to come through. Yeah, this hey, week, man. Got yeah, a lot, gotta be, lot of guys. Yeah. Katie Turner. I'm going to pick the facilities hours. next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with <laughs> – Hey, y'all see how they're ragging on me, man. But I'm going to go with Trevor this week, uh, being that he is from the state of Louisiana. Uh, and uh, I kind of, you know, when you play, uh, 
or if you from somewhere and you playing that that particular school or whatever that's your hometown or home state, whatever you want to want to have a good game. Yeah, you, you want to have a great game. Uh, being that he's starting to get more, I think he, he. Well, I don't think he led the team in carries last week. I think he was averaging almost like ten yards a carry last week or eight. I remember, but the kid is uh, my guy. I picked him once before. I hope I don't jinx him. Her said we haven't picked the right guy yet. So uh, uh, Trevor's going to break that curse for me. He's going to have the oh. this week, and uh, he's my pick to click. Pick to click. All right, Mike. Let us have it. I'm going to go. Uh, can I pick Mick Hubert since he's a uh, like the count? Can I pull a West again? <laughs> no, I'm, he's Mr. Two Bits, isn't he? Yeah, um, shout out to Billy pick. Long for another great video this week. The goat. Um, no, so I'm going with the walk on. I'm going to murder this name, but I'm going to go go for it. Adam Malek. That's all. Yeah, it's, that's not correct. But anyways, the walk on kicker. I should have left it at that. Anyways, I'm going to go with him, and um, I don't think I think Matthew's pass defense is going to. Um, be too good for Anthony Richardson. Um, he's, he will have an average unspectacular, but that's fine. Uh, but I think with the red zone defense as well, we're not going to finish drives. So I think we are going to get in range, you know, 40 yards and stuff, you know, 38 yards or stuff like that, which is he's money in. And I, um, and you'll see later on with my score prediction, uh, an LSU Florida game with it always being close. Field, field goal kickers are key. So, anyway, there you go. Oh boy, I can't believe I'm gonna say this. This is gonna, this is gonna sting. I hope I'm right. I hope I don't jinx him. But I'm going with Amari Bernie. Oh Ooh, boy, that's a it's bold. Hey, we said it. We said it on the mm-hmm. raw reaction. Amari has gotten better and better week to week. I really feel like the kid has made some severe strides. I know he's still catching heat. He earns a little bit of it. He's not catching a, a certain Tra- number of zeros heat. heat. He's, but, not, um, he's, not, he's not catching that heat. But um, <laughs> he's getting better. And given what we said about possibly having to run a spy this week, um. I think he may be the man for, on the job. Uh, hopefully, somebody is. I, like Wes said, I don't. I surely don't think it's going to be Ventrell. So, um, I'd have to imagine most of the time it's going to be Bernie, and I hope he does his job and does it well. Um, maybe you know, deke somebody into getting himself another pick on the season. Bunch of tackles. I'd love to see it. Kid's been flying all over the ball, and I'd like to see him have a big game at home, night game. So, we'll see. All right, guys. Yeah, Bateman got us. All right, guys. Score predictions. Let's rock and roll. Wes, you're the hype man. What do we got? I'm going to go with 27-20. You win by a touchdown. Uh, We all know, uh, despite – LSU nine and what is nine seven and three record I believe might seem the last ten. Uh, every game seems like it's close. I mean every single game. So um, 
I probably should have had a little closer, but I'm going to go with us winning by a touchdown, 27-20. All right. Mike? It's not 100 to zero? Huh. All right. Um, 25-23 Gators. I pick my uh, my kicker, man. Hey, I'm not picking a blowout. No. Double digit win, loss or win? 25 okay. points. Who scores 25 points? <laughs> hey, who, who, first who, quarter. Who, that's the first. Hey, who picks it? Who picks a 16 point un- underdog on the road? Oh, Jesus! Oh, God. God. I mean, you can't I live up that anymore. You can't live up that. All right, I'm going 27, 24. I mean, another thriller. Hopefully we make some kicks this week. Mike's boy. Hopefully we don't have to kick this week. But <laughs> if we do, hopefully they're under 40 yards and we make them both. We get a good 27-24 victory. So that's what I'm going with. Well, that's it, guys. That's our, that's that's it's it's gonna be a good game. It always is. We always know if it if it can happen and it's weird, it's gonna happen. Hope everybody um Keeps their composure and keeps their shoes on this week. Too soon, bro. It ain't never too soon for me. Um, too soon. That that's that's my favorite family of football. Anyway, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, hopefully our our raw reaction this week is a is a bunch of good reactions. Let's hope we need a win against these guys. We've been we've lost too many in a row now. With that being said, boys and girls, it's time. It's that time of the week for the pickums. And boy, I'm starting to sound like a broken record, but your boy Hirsch had another outstanding week on the pickum trail. Woo. I may not be picking 16 point underdogs, but I ain't losing a lot either. <laughs> so <laughs> I think you're just looking at the Vegas odds and picking the favorites, but that's not. Uh, no, I just I just know ball, Mike. Uh, you know that's. that's <laughs> Well played. Your 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 boy Hirsch went eight and two again last week. Golly, guys, I I must continue to put emphasis on this. Um, do not use your boy Hirsch's uh picks for betting. You will lose all your money. I promise you. Mike went eight and two this week, taking his uh taking things back from Wes, who went six and four. I mean, some things, in the, the quote of the wise man, some things are just are inevitable. So, on the year, Hirsch, 44 and 16. Yee, that's nice to look at. I'm not even going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's 38 and 22, and Wes, one game back, Mike, at a lowly 37 and 23. Had a few things not go his way last weekend. Yeah. That's all right. We got some slates this week. We're going to do a little something different at the end this week instead of picking 10 games, which we kind of already did. But I'm going to see if these guys stick to it or not for the sake of uh, for the for the pick them. Game one. Ooh. Penn State at Michigan. Mm. Boy, this is like. Picking a cripple fight. Um. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> Wes, Wes, go first. 
Yeah, I'm gonna keep it short. My allergies are messing with me right now. I'm gonna go with Michigan. I'm gonna go to Wolverines over Penn State. All right, Mike. I'm gonna have to go, I'm gonna have to go with the same. I'm going uh, Sir Khaki pants. Never trust a James Franklin led football team. Golly, I with, really want to with, pick, with really, Manny Diaz. You know, I really ne- want to pick Penn State, but they're just so wishy washy, man. I just if this was at Penn State. I I'd, I'd go with Penn State, but I can't pick them in 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 at Michigan. So, yep, I'm in line with you guys. All right, second one. Ooh, this is a big game. Woo. Bama at Tennessee. Man, who would have thought that would have been a big game? Man, try to tell you, man. Mike, go ahead, kick it out. No, he's going to eat it. What's up? Yeah, you don't like hype. I know who you're going with. <laughs> I mean, I, I I have certain things I want to say, but I'm not trying to get in trouble here. Uh, but I will go with Adam uh, Crimson Tide on this. All right, Wes. Yeah, I'm going with uh, the Crimson Tide, too. It's not that I – it's Tennessee's defense in this game um, that I don't trust. Um, their offense is, is, as we've seen, it's, it's legit. It's just – they don't have the defense to, to to even stop Bama. Bama had defenses better equipped to stop Tennessee, so I'm going with Bama. Wait, real quick, it, Young's back. Right? I I haven't heard that officially, but he's gonna play. No, no. I, I pretty, even if he doesn't play, I still pick Bama. He's not gonna be a hundred percent. Yeah, Tennessee's Tennessee's defense is not like that. <laughs> oh boy. Bring back, bring this back to me, please. Oh God, I'm having a hard time with this. Man, I I hate to say it, I'm going with Tennessee, guys. I I may have to do this. No, it's too late. I've already got Tennessee. I I asked you. I said, bring it back to me. It wasn't me. You see, you're not prepared. I'm prepared. I mean, I. Has the injury report guys? Is, is Young playing? Yet? That's not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go with Tennessee. Y'all go with Josh Harper. Go ahead. Both of y'all go with Josh Harper. You say who you say hers? I'm going with Tennessee. I can't. God, I feel dirty saying that. Ah. <laughs> I'm going with Tennessee. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. No, I mean, quarterback can't throw the ball. My Tennessee defense is awful. AR, remember, AR broke the. Y'all so what? Back. They're awful. They're gonna put yeah. up points though, and Bama's giving up points. Did you not see Bama versus A and M? All right. And A and M had uh, their the Max Johnson was, didn't play. It was the turnovers, man. They had like five turnovers. I mean, <laughs> who, who was a, exactly? All right. Well, we'll find out. Here's a favorite of the show as they make a weekly appearance. Oklahoma at TCU, the Horn Dogs. Oklahoma State. That's what I meant. My fault. God, I got so excited to say Horn Dogs. (laughs) Go ahead, West. Yeah, State. I'm going with State. Okie State. Where's the game at? TCU. At TCU, man. 
okay state mm. man i hate picking against tcu man they they've been my darlings this year i'm the ship there Lost, uh, <laughs> yeah, but they can't keep they can't keep this up. I don't think so. I'm gonna go with Mike Gundy too because he's a man. Damn it, <laughs> he, he he was forty. He was forty about the same time I was. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm loving this, man. North Carolina State at Syracuse. Mike, it's it's your role. Syracuse, they have no quarterback. Or, I'm sorry, NC State lost their quarterback. Wes? Yeah, I was hoping y'all didn't remember. But, yeah, I'm going with Syracuse. Well, out. <laughs> you don't think I was going to watch FSU's de- down demise? No, I, just, I thought you might have forgotten. I said I was hoping no. y'all didn't remember. I know y'all yeah. watch. I was saying I hope you didn't remember. Yeah. Watch yeah, I'm, going, I'm going with the big big orange, too, man. I'm, I'm We've been on the Syracuse hype train. You can't catch her like this, Mike. You can't catch Hurst like this, Mike. He's picking I'm everything. Him. <laughs> Honestly, as long as you, hey, if you I last, tried to give him an out, he took, but he wanted to double back on Tennessee. I go with my heart, bro. All right, mm. the Clemson Tigers at Florida State West. Tigers, Clemson, no Tigers, wrong Tigers, but you going anyway, <laughs> Mike? Pick team that is not led by Norvell. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bad football coach, man. Like, yeah, Clemson's awful. Boy, I tell you right now, that ending of FSU North Carolina State might have been beautiful. one of the worst collapses I've seen in football this season. It, it was. Beautiful. I don't care what you say. You can. Comp- North Carolina State completed one pass in the second half and rallied to win. You, How does that happen? Clemson, take the points. Take whatever you got. DJ Bunch of Letters runs it up on him. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good nickname. Yeah, DJ Bunch of Letters. I like that, Hurst. <laughs> All right. And let us down last week. USC at Utah. Go with the Trojans, man. Is my turn first? Yeah, I think it is. Okay, Trojans. Utah hurt my feelings. Caused me to let Mike get my lead back. Mike? Try to tell y'all. They're about to lose the end, too. Oh, sir, you're going USC. Is that what you're telling us? Yes, sir. Man, this game's at Utah, and I really want to pick Utah to win. But, golly, after last week, I just can't do it, man. I just, ah. Right on my coattails, huh? <laughs> well, I, that's see, that's what happens when you go last every time. Um, Mississippi State and the Pirate at Kentucky. Mike, go ahead and talk talk to us about the Pirate because I know you're leaning heavy. You're putting it all on the Pirate. Will Levis led football team. I don't know if he's playing, but I mean, it wouldn't matter because he's not a good football player. So um, <laughs> he. Uh, <laughs> But no, I mean, uh, Mississippi State's playing really good football right now. The best fall, one of the better follows on Twitter, Mike uh, Mike Leach, and uh, one of the better quarterbacks in the SEC. Let's ride. 
Cab, get, the, get, get them cowbells ready. Well, it's it's at Kentucky, so okay. I don't know if I don't know if they travel. So the cowbells travel or not? Oh, they travel. They travel. Oh, okay. Okay. Ain't nothing, yeah, ain't nothing else you ring a cowbell in Kentucky, you might get bad results. I don't know what happens if you do that up there. Go ahead, Wes. Yeah, I'm going with State as well. No reason not to, uh, especially where Levis doesn't play. Uh, Kentucky's not a good football team. Yeah, Kentucky got exposed last week. You lose to Spencer Rattler led team. You deserve all the bad things coming to you. <laughs> Take the Pirate. Mississippi State all the way. Interesting game here. Arkansas at BYU. Wes. Oh my God. Ah, putting the pressure on him. He loves some Arkansas. He don't wanna he don't want to come off that train. <laughs> You know, they, they they let me down last week, let Mississippi State beat them last week. So I am going to go. BYU lost last week, too, to Notre Dame, and I don't think Notre Dame is good. So this is just crazy. Um, uh, Let's go with uh, – I'm going to get the, the Sam Pittman's to bounce back. Okay. I'm going to ride with Sam Pittman again. Mike? BYU. I don't think that quarterback's healthy yet, even if he plays. I don't think he is either. He's not. Oh, Give me the Mormons. Playing. Yes, sir. Give me Jim McMahon University right there, baby. Let's go. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Hi, Detmer. Nah, he played for the Falcons. Screw him. <laughs> Miami at Virginia Tech. Inner Sandman, baby. Let's ride it, Mike. This is a tough one. Um, they're they're both bad football teams. Um, damn, that's tough. I can't. I hate to do this. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> I'll, pick the, I'll pick the team um, that's located in Florida. Oh my god, he! Can't, I can't even say it. Wes. <laughs> Um, what Mike said. <laughs> Virginia Tech is bad. They are really bad. I might have would have picked Virginia in this matchup, but I'm gonna go with like oh, oh man, Virginia hands it down. Yeah, Pitt, Virginia. Yeah, Good definitely Pitt when they when they play Pitt. Yeah, definitely Pitt. I'm, Pitt I am game, I believe. I am a all time huge Metallica fan. Give me the Hokies, damn it. Give them to me. <laughs> hey, Mike, that's the one we needed to get one game yeah, back. Hey, I don't care. <laughs> Miami's got to win a damn Division One football game before I'll give them my pick. Hey, you say, yeah, hey, that's, that's, something, that's, that, that's something Mike would say, so I, I give you that, Hersh. Mike, Mike, <laughs> that's so You got to earn it. You got to earn my pick. Yeah, earn that's my what pick. Mike would earn my pick. I don't pick against the Sandman. <laughs> Ever. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I like that. That's, All that's right. Good players. Number 10. And this is a little different this week, guys. We didn't have a whole lot of great games um, as a whole. So I want to do something a little different. Vegas line on the Florida game as of when I ran this, these picks earlier today was 51 and a half points over and under. So we're going to say it now. I think we've already all kind of picked this, but I'm going to make, I'm going to put y'all to the task on this one. Over under 52 points combined for LSU Florida. 
with under under the Suns. What and honestly? They, under. I'm not gonna can't we can't pass them good past defenses. Recipe for nothing. And their and their D line is good as well. Um, it'll cancel uh, our O line and our O line and our D line will cancel each other out. My score prediction is right at 52 points. <laughs> oh man! So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under as well. I I just I can't see it happening. Um, I don't know how that works. If you if you if your score prediction is 52 points, I I guess for this though, I'm gonna have to go ahead and call under. I just like I, y'all said, I I don't see a score in that. If we if we score over that, it'd be a miracle to me. Sorry, not not being ugly. I hope they score a lot less than us. But I, I want to be wrong. I, that's what a lot of I don't think a lot of people realize. I root for myself to be wrong. Absolutely. Uh, I want to go out and score fifty points a game. I want to live in Westworld. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I don't think anybody wants to live in that world. In that world, I, I do. I want to. I want to live in a team where my. I want to live in a world listen, where my team is always on. In top Wes's world, it rains. It it rains. Nah. Gumdrops and unicorns are walking down the street. Rains nah. blood lights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out to blood lights. No, I don't appreciate. I don't know. We let Mike get the five hour energy drink shout yeah, out last I week. I mean, you know, I didn't say everybody can you. drink a choice. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, guys. It's been another great show. A lot going on. Like we said, um, only thing that's going to make this a better weekend is pulling out a W. So hopefully the boys get out there. Crowd stays behind them. If you're going to the game, guys, stay up, stay loud. Keep those guys on their heels. Make them work for every call on the field. Um, Mike's 50-50 right now. We might have Mike on the trenches. Don't know yet. This got confirmation. Sorry. Um, It's got confirmation. Um, I have two tickets available. So I I, I will be sitting if I go front row. So the Gator side. Uh, So it. uh, Mike. Look for Mike in the trenches possibly this week. Uh, I'm leaning for about 80, 75-80% right now. To going? Yeah, I had a couple requests. Um, Sinus infections kind of in the rear view mirror? No, actually, uh, I, I, was, I was rough on Monday. Uh, two, got a B12 shot. Your boys Thanks for the health back. update, Mike. We appreciate it. Hey, man. You know, <laughs> I've been, I've, I've, these, trend, these, uh, these trips, man, they're not for the faint of heart. I've been hey. uh, Hey, it's hey, it's it's worth saying, man. Take care of your health. Always take care of your health. If you're not feeling healthy, get yourself to the doctor and get a checkup. That's our public service announcement for for this. We're just going WebMD. If you have internet, WebMD, man, check out your symptoms. Self-diagnose. It works for us all. Yeah. (laughs) 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 All right, guys. Um. As always, man, make sure you go out there and, and, and download each and every episode. As I said at the top of the broadcast, we're available wherever your podcasts are. We You can find us there. We're on all platforms. Please, guys, if you don't mind, like I said before, even if you don't watch YouTube, if you have 
a YouTube account, go on there and subscribe to our channel. Helps us out a tremendous amount as we grow our brand here and try to bring more content your way. Make sure you uh, hit the notification bell and like the video, and you'll get a notification every time we upload content. If you want to look at these lovely faces that we bring before you every week. Um, and as always, if you'd like to support us as creators, visit us on Patreon, respect our decision. As I also mentioned at the top of the broadcast, everything we make, we throw right back into this show. We've got a lot coming. Got a website on the way. Um, just trying to up our brand and, and bring you better content each and every week. So before we jump it out of here, uh, Mike, let us know. Bateman got us. That's right. That's right. He does. Oh, I hope he's got us. God knows we need some linebackers. Wes, take us home, brother. Yeah, appreciate it, Hurst. Again, reiterating what Hurst said, we thank you guys for the support. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Love the comments that you guys give us as far as questions and concerns that you may have about the show as far as uh, what you want to hear from us. So we we love that. Uh, continue to support us. We're thankful for the, the Facebook uh Follows that we got uh, on Facebook. Continue to follow us on Facebook and Twitter uh, and YouTube. Comment on anything. Uh, ask questions that you want to hear on the podcast as far as the team is concerned. We'll try to address those as well. Um, and to our veterans, if you are a veteran and you know someone that's a veteran and uh, they're trying to have questions about trying to get the benefits, uh, please let us know. Uh, ask us on uh, inboxes and we'll email inboxes and we'll get those uh, questions answered. Uh, back to you guys. So we just thank you guys for the support. Continue to support us uh, and go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators, guys. Love y'all. Take care. Be safe this weekend. And let's beat them corn dogs. <laughs>